Welcome to Meet the Actor at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Please welcome your guest moderator, Craig Stevens. Oh, God bless one person going, woo, just really, thank you, thank you. I'll get your details later. Um, hello, everyone, welcome. Thank you so much for coming out uh, to a very special Meet the Actor. Tonight, we are going to be joined by, she's a writer, uh, she's a dancer, she's a model, and she's an incredible actress, and also men around the world want to play Call of Duty with her all night. It's a line from the film, it's not that rude. Uh, if you fancy taking a chance with me, we can ask her some questions a little bit later on, but before we do anything else, let's take a look at her in action. This is the very funny trailer for The Duff. Let's talk about labels. The classics still exist. Jock, geek, rocker, mean girl. Sorry. But what I didn't know was I had a brand new label. Where are your girls at? It's actually not my job to give you intel on my best friends. It kind of is, though, as they're duff. Sorry, as they're what? Duff. D-U-F-F. Designated ugly fat friend. It's not like a big deal. Every group of friends has one. You're the one who's approachable. You friended up. Good for you. <laughs> you can't take it literally. The duff doesn't actually have to be fat or ugly. Tony Romo's a Dallas cowboy. It's not like he rides a horse. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. How could you guys not tell me that I was your duff? Or what? Oh, no, you did. I'm not insane. Yes, you did. You won't I don't want to be anybody's duff anymore. Don't you hate me? Yes, I do. But you're the only one in this whole school who told me what was actually going on. I will make sure you pass science if you help me with this. You got the easy part. I have to reverse duff you. So you'll do it? On one condition. You got to ask me in your monster voice. Hey. From when we were little? Mm-hmm. No. I don't, I don't remember it. You sure? Yes, I don't, I couldn't okay. even. Whoa, 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 whoa! I can do what the you like. Where do we start with me? You got a unibub, your posture sucks, and your clothes fit weird because you wear the wrong size bra. Boom. I watch a lot of Project Runway, what's up? People like you will never matter, so stop messing it up for those of us who do. Forget her, prove her wrong. I'm gonna be a dateless weirdo for the rest of my life and end up like my mom. <laughs> you need to realize you're only as awesome as you think you are. You look crazy. Crazy amazing. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm somebody's death. So are you. So is everybody. But it shouldn't affect how you see yourself. She's pulling it off. Dude, she's 17 years old. I mean, she's a 10. I don't Jeez. care about 17. She's a 10. Oh, uh, I need to talk to you. Hmm? Stop. <laughs> uh, Question? It's important. What? What do you want? Come on, please. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very special guest, the lovely Bella Thorne. <laughs> it's the hills, no running, no running, no running, no running. How are you? Hi, I'm the biggest klutz. Don't, don't hate me. <laughs> take, take a seat, welcome. Uh, welcome to London. Oh, thank you so much. Um, here's the thing, and, and we'll talk about this in more detail, because obviously growing up in a high school, it's all about Twitter and Instagram and, and selfies and that kind of stuff. I, I started following you a, a few days ago when you arrived in London, and I kind of know what you've been up to. Is that <laughs> weird? Does that <laughs> no. kind of feel like stalking? <laughs> no, I, I, I stalk people more heavily than that. I even go through my Instagram newsfeed and stalk the people that they're stalking. I'm that I'm Oh, that double girl. stalk? Yeah, double oh, stalk. I kind of like that. Um, the first thing I, I kind of, when I started stalking you, let's submit it now, uh, you went bike riding in London. Yes, what were yes you thinking? I did. Oh. No one rides a bike in London. No, Safety it's first. Cool. 
cool. No, it was so it was it was so much fun. My mother and I um, just sat under a blanket and we rode around and, and and got to see the city and it was beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you survived. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it did. Um, let's talk about the Duff now. First of all, um, the the kind of lead in the movie is a girl called Bianca, who we discover is a Duff. Now, I don't know if anyone realised this, but Duff in the UK, so you know, designated ugly fat friend. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Like, and I understand you auditioned to be that character. Uh huh. Two issues with that: the ugly and the fat bit. Oh, oh no. Like, how are you in the world gonna be um, gonna be that girl? Oh, trust. You see this without makeup on in the morning, you're like, ugh. Oh, Monster. there are lots of people that would like to. Um, and they're all stalking your Instagram. So, so I mean, that was the part that you went up for originally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read the script and I, I completely identified with that character, Bianca, because I was um, bullied growing up all through school. So um, I wanted to portray that. I wanted to, uh, to, to help with that. And our director, Ari, was like, mm, you're more of a Madison, would you consider doing this role? And um, and I really, really loved the script. Although I didn't want to play another mean girl, um, I made sure that this character was very different from any mean girl I've played before. I was going to say, because we, we saw you kind of play that mean character-esque in Alexandra and the Terrible No Good Very Bad Day, so which is different. really hard to say. Yeah, but they're um, so different. Yeah, completely. But that was, that was one of those things where, you know, that character was very harsh for a very different reason. In this movie, Madison Madison's very different. She's a much more in-depth character. There's a lot more going on. Was that the appeal for playing her? Yeah, I mean, when I when I read for Madison, I honestly I had a our director Ari came and visited me on the set of Amityville Horror, and he read me, and I literally had like blood all over me. I'm in my like my leather jacket, my comic book T-shirt, my ripped jeans, and my boots, which I wear every day, and then I have like this deep dark black eye makeup on with like black lipstick and I just kind of read it the whole entire time like I did in the film just very you know flat and not like OMG I'm gonna be you know like nice to you and then mean behind your back I wanted to make sure that they were so different so then after I was done he was literally like oh wow like I mean, besides the blood, I literally could see you in the movie just like this. Um, and then so we made sure that my wardrobe, like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I'm not, like, stylized at all or made up too much. I'm wearing, like, black jeans and a white tank top the whole movie. Um, in terms of going for the role as well, when you, when you say you read the script and went in for that character, went for the lead, um, what was it about that? that story that made you sort of go, this is, this is something I want to be a part of the Duff. Because obviously now, coming from the, the background, and we'll, again, we'll talk about where you've come from before, very soon, but there are so many options that you have. What was it about this that made you go, this is the one I want to do next? Honestly, I read the script, and <clears throat> when you read a script and you literally laugh out loud so many times, it's so hard because usually in comedy, is, it comes from like the physical comedy, the physical aspect, like being there in the scene, um, doing it and 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 in this I read it and I was laughing without imagining anybody in those characters and that was really something that you don't find every day um, and the uh, the labels like the whole meaning behind the film was very interesting to me I've been put in a label I'm sure each and every one of you ha have been put in a box and told that you could only do this and you were only ever gonna be that and so um, I wanted to show people that life is about climbing out of that box and showing people that you're gonna tear that down and be who you want to Let's go back to a little bit earlier then, because obviously you've got a brother, two sisters, or it's an acting family. Were your parents actors? Was that, how did that come about? My mom is uh, not an actor, nor was my father. Uh, we were raised in um, modeling, 
And um, my brother, I always wanted to be an actress, but I could never be an actress because everybody told me that I'm dyslexic and I couldn't read, so I would never be able to do it. Um, and then my brother and I went up to LA for a, for a modeling job, and he ended up booking what we thought was a commercial, but ended up being a pilot. And I remember seeing him in front of this big live audience having just really just the greatest time ever. And he kind of turned around to me one day and was like, you know, why not prove them wrong? So I'm the only one that really still acts in my family. Uh, my brother does MMA, Krav Maga, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's going into the fights, which is like amazing. Wish him luck. Um, my sister, Danny, is very much into um, styling and wardrobe. And my sister, Kylie, um, does a number of things. Bit of everything. Yeah, she does a little bit of everything. But you had your so I was kind of looking into the to the background because I knew you from from films, of course, and and you had your first job at six weeks old. Mm -hmm. Like, at which point do you go to your parents, Mom? I'm not ready. Uh, um, you know, my mom didn't really. My mom, I guess, played a music to her uh, to her belly when I was uh, <laughs> when I was in the womb. She you will me work to, like, in six yeah, weeks. No, no, she wanted me to be a singer. She didn't want me to be like a model or an actress. She just imagined me being a singer, and then like. I somehow became a singer, not a very good one, but I did it. <laughs> okay, mama, <laughs> I did it. Um, and uh, my brother was modeling, and they literally, uh, they saw my mother pregnant, and they were like, when's this one popping out? When's this one out of the <laughs> when oven? When can we book this yeah. one? <laughs> and she was like, you don't even know if it's a boy or girl yet. And they're like, it's baby clothes. So you can't tell. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so six weeks in, you've got your first job. When did you feel that acting was for you? When did you get that bug? At what age was that? It's obviously... Um, yeah, well, like I said, I wanted to try acting growing up, but the, the moment I realized that I really loved acting was um, when you're put through really, really rough, rough times, like working every day, you know, 16 to 12 hours a day, um, nonstop, uh, you know, seven days a week. That's when you realize if you're still happy and you're working that hard, that's when you know that you love it. So um, on Shake It Up, I think I, like, I knew I loved it beforehand, but on Shake It Up is when I realized that, like, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And was that the turnaround point for you as well, did you feel? Was that the, you know, this is going to be, you know, you knew you had something special when you got that? Gosh, you know, I still don't know if I have something special, but I'm still trying. <laughs> I, I think the answer is kind of here, really. Um, but, I mean, obviously, the, the choice of work as well. I mean, I, I, I was reading because you were in Stuck on, Stuck on You as well with the Ferrelli brothers. Uh, yeah. Like, how did that come about? How do you end up on a film set with the Ferrellis and Matt Damon? I mean, I was an extra. But that's still kind of I remember cool, right? losing my tooth um, in, it, while shooting, actually. Uh, and I actually couldn't tell you the story behind Stuck on You because I was so young. I don't really know how. I could, and I still we did shouldn't. It. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, my first real job was on Entourage. Um, I was like a, as like a two, like two lines. I was just the girl, and, uh, <laughs> and I love working on that set. But was that, was that the bug? Was that the, what got you the, the kind of taste of this is what I want to do? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I knew that this is what I wanted to do before I was working. Was, that, was your mum like, no, keep singing? Uh, no, no. I, when I, <laughs> look, my mom knows I'm turned up, okay? <laughs> She's like, just live alone. <laughs> you've sold, you've uh, sold a lot of records. That's uh, kind of hard to say. Uh, you know, I, I, I say that as a joke because... Um, I, uh, when I auditioned for Shake It Up, I wasn't a dancer, I had two left feet, and I wasn't a singer, and I literally went in, and I remember I was on uh, Big Love, which was a show on HBO, very serious show, very dramatic, and I went in and I was like, I don't even know why I'm here, like, I, I don't dance and I, and I don't sing. And uh, our creator, Chris Thompson, was like, no, you walked in and, and you were CeCe and there was not going to be anybody else. 
Um, and then I kind of got into singing um, because of Disney. And, uh, and I was like, no, I'm not going to put out this uh, record until I work on my voice um, because I don't want to put out music that's just like, you know, sorely auto-tuned. And, uh, and so I did, and I worked on my voice. So, like, you know, my voice is, is good now, but it's not something that I so, like, love. My friends, for instance, my friends that, like, didn't know that I had an album, like, they think that I'm not a singer because anytime they ask, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not a singer, I'm not a singer. <laughs> that's how I treat singing. Let's go back to high school, because obviously this movie's set in high school, and let's be honest, high school in America looks like the hellish place on earth. This is what everybody keeps telling me. Oh Do you my guys goodness. not have high school like this over here? High school in, in the UK is safer, right? Yeah, thank you. Um, oh my goodness. It's really You're like watching that. this movie going like, I, I always thought, right, growing up, how cool would it be to be in American high school? No, not anymore. Uh, not anymore. But don't you guys have skins and stuff? Isn't that like drama filled? Uh, yeah, still less painful from being tweeted really? about constantly, 24 hours. Like, and every, like, uh, so the, I mean, we, 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 I don't want to give too much of the film away, but obviously something happens. There's a, there's a kind of awkward video and it gets tweeted around. And, and there's stuff where you see the characters and they're going, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> Let's retweet it. And that kind of thing. And over here, in, I don't know if it's that brutal. Is it that genuinely brutal in America? Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, people just want to um, do that kind of stuff just to, just to get a reaction, just to laugh, just to share with their friends, just to gossip. And was that, you know, you were saying that you, had, you, you struggled at high school for you. Was that something that you experienced? Um, yeah, I'm still bullied all the time. Cyberbullying is such a, such a big thing. It's, it's so scary because everybody can hide behind a, a computer screen and tell you, well, you're fat, you're ugly, your nose is too big, your eyes are too fall apart, you're not a woman because you don't have boobs. Like, they, they, can, they can say all that behind a computer screen, but I want you to come to my face and try and get more than two words out. I don't want them to ever come to my face, by the way. <laughs> ever. No, I'm, I'll, I'll hide, thanks. I'm, I have had people come up to me and they're like, you look prettier on TV. Or you look prettier in person than you do on TV. And I'm always like, thank you. How, I don't really how, know how to How do you that. cope with that in terms of, you know, like you say, people at high schools in America that, that don't have the level of fame. I mean, you have like five point something million followers on I'm Twitter. I'm more on Facebook. Oh, sorry. High five me from Facebook. <laughs> um, it's like about four million on Instagram as well. So obviously, do you accept that obviously bit growing up in, not only you have to go through the high school thing, but you have to go through the high school thing with, with a level of incredible fame. Does that make it twice as hard or does that make it slightly easier? No, it makes, it, no, it's still pretty hard. I, th I all, although I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard because you're getting judged so much in school, but now imagine nine million people judging you the same way or more harshly because they're seeing you every day, they see you made up and they just think, that you know you're you're one type of person until they meet you, and that can change everything. Um, uh, no, I'd say that I, I really haven't had a high school experience. I stopped regular school at third grade because I'm dyslexic, and I went into homeschooling, so I couldn't really tell you. And and how did uh, dyslexia affect you as an actress? Did it did it affect you in any way? I mean, like you said earlier, you just want to kind of fight through it and go, hey, look. You yeah, because you're doing incredibly well. I mean, let's let's oh. be honest. So that's that's a great lesson to people that are in high school growing up and, and do have issues with learning or whatever, that it can be done. So how did it affect you personally? Um, it, hey, how I, deep I, have we become? It's like, oh, oh my gosh, no, no. <laughs> I literally, I mean, I really, I could not read. Like I could, I couldn't do it. Like it was I, really strong. Yeah, no, it, no, it, it was really, my first language is Spanish and I had to drop Spanish to learn English to then learn how to read, which is so, so difficult. Um, and 
you know, I, I have a book series now with Random House that I wrote that's fiction, that's a three book series. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be here in my reading because now I read mid-college grade level. So people tell me all the time, like, oh, but Lala Thorne or these stupid things. Um, hey, don't don't smirk at that. <laughs> I know you guys all watch that dumb vine. <laughs> um, and uh, and I, I really want to, like, I honestly want to show them that I'm not like that anymore and, and with my dyslexia, like, it's not, it's not bad like that anymore. But that's only because I've really worked through it. I've read, you know, um, cold read in front of, like, big crowds of people and, and producers and directors and I'm reading like three scripts every day so of course that's going to you know make me better yeah yeah let's get back to the movie then because I feel we were going in a deep direction um, <laughs> deep dark past it was a very deep dark day. Um, let's talk about the book in terms of uh, in terms of the duff uh, versus the film because the, the, the book is very different were you aware of the book were you aware of, of its success before you took on I mean you said you know you got the script for the film but did you were you aware of the book as um, well I hadn't read the book before I did not know until I read the script and then I realized that it was a book yeah so you knew the fact that you didn't have that role Madison wasn't in the book yeah I didn't know that that's so interesting I uh, I know but come on doesn't every like, does, don't, don't we all need a mean girl in our lives? Come on now. Like, that's just, that's high school. I, I, in America. Um, <laughs> so, but, I mean, that must be a great testament to you to go in for an audition for one role and then say, look, hey, Let's you're not ugly or fat, but hey, we want you in this movie. We will write something for you in this. We will get you in this movie. That's incredible. Well, I mean, I was... Uh, I was lucky enough to have, um, a, you know, a great studio, CBS Films, who believed in me, and our director, Ari Sandel. I went in and I messed up this line um, that's in the uh, that's in the track scene where she's running and trying to ask him to help her be undefable. Or um, and I literally messed it up like three times in a row. And each time I was like, oh, let me go back and do this. Let me go back and do this. And he was like, yeah, okay. Like really did not care. And you know, most directors would be like, okay. Get her out of here. We're done. David Fincher will make you do it 50 times anyway, so it's oh, fine. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that to look forward to. Um, well, let's get on to that then. Uh, who, who helped you mess up the most takes? Who was the hardest to be around? Because this is a very funny film. May May Whitman is yeah. literally, she's literally so funny. Like, I mean, on set, they're funny. Robbie's hilarious too, but... You don't experience it the same way because everybody's working a crazy amount of hours. You're really trying to get your job done. Like you're not like messing around between takes. You're not messing around in takes. Um, and so doing the press tour with them, like if they were sitting right here, you would not be getting this answer. You would literally just be hearing laughter because they're they're one they're two of the funniest people I've ever met. Do they try purposely to put you off? Oh. No, they just do it naturally, and like they know they're doing it, and like they do it to each other, so so it's no big deal. And they actually, believe it or not, we did this, we did like all these interviews together, and they with the whole cast, and they're like, okay, point out like who's who, and they and they said I was the funny one, so I'm constantly making them laugh, but like they're always they're always on it, and it's when it, and they have such great chemistry that when you put those two in a room together, they bounce off each other. Um, let's talk about the other cast in there, because this incredible cast, give us a little idea of, I mean, Ken, Ken Jeong is in this movie, he's genius as well. Uh, give us a little idea of who's in the movie. And Ken Jeong, Allison Janey, Bianca Santos, Skylar Samuels, um, Robbie Amell, Mae Whitman. Uh, oh, we have some Viners in there too. Um, 
I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. That'll be rude. Who were, were they all on board before you came on? Were you on? Who, do you, did you know who was playing what parts? No, at any I point? um I was casted around the same time as uh, May was casted. I remember them talking about the uh, the girls that were up for it, and they were signing my contract. Nice. Um, and uh, and they were like, oh, May women. And I was like, oh, perks of being a wallflower. Okay, and I hadn't really seen her in anything else. And then I remember being at the table read and being so blown away by her stardom and how, like, she literally, she would, she's definitely a better Bianca than I would have been. I wouldn't have not been able to be as on it and funny and amazing as she is in that role. I was going to ask you that, you know, if you had have got the Bianca role, what would you have done differently? How would you have portrayed her? I honestly couldn't see her portrayed a different way because May is so fantastic. I I'm I was literally blown away at the Taylor Raid. I just kept looking back to my mom like, is this for real right now? Like, is she she really this good? Um, which which uh, scene took the most takes? Was there a particular scene that you just went, oh my goodness, we, we've got to do this again. We've got to do this again. You know, uh, any scene that's like a prom scene or a dance scene, that'll take a long time. Just because you have so many characters, you have so much coverage to do. Um, those, those those take a long time. The best was uh, we were working a really, really, really long day um, doing the prom scene, and uh, they brought me pizza. They brought me a pepperoni pizza with jalapenos and pineapple, and I it's like a small pizza, and I literally had May and Robbie sit down with me, and we just ate it. And we all just told like diarrhea stories and just like those ridiculous things. <laughs> uh, you, you lost me at pineapple. No, oh. pineapple doesn't go on pizza. It's rule yes, number one. Yes, it does. Yes, no, it does. It's What's the wrong Hawaiian pizza. How could you not like that? Oh, swap it for jalapenos. Uh, let's take a look at a clip, shall we? Oh. Um, this is this is where you uh, and um, uh, this is Madison and Bianca at the locker. Let's take a look at your interaction between them. And you're so cruel. Oh, I'm take so a look mean. at this. Hey, B. Madison, how are you? Do you want to see something hysterical? Hold on. Watch this. Do you see the way that guy looked at you? <laughs> this part's the best. Definitely not. Oh, just look at your face. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Um, it's a working title. You know, I was thinking maybe retail slut or just slut whore. You thought the first video was bad. Boy, this one's gonna destroy you. What do you want from me? Oh, I think it's adorable that Wesley indulged you in a pity makeout. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't even know how you... But it, what, that wasn't what it looked like. Yeah, no shit, it's not. Because Wesley and I are getting back together. Hmm. Wesley aware of this? He will be made aware. Look, Bianca, I've tried to be nice. Have you? Shh. So let me put this a little differently. I don't like people thinking of my ex-boyfriend hitting it with someone like you. The thing you have to understand is what happens in high school is going to stay with us forever. Most people don't think that, but then again, most people are losers. Hmm. People like me matter here. People like you will never matter. So stop messing it up for those of us who do. See you in math. There was uh, there was something really funny about the scene that they uh, that they cut out where after um, after I say people like you will never matter here and people like me do whatever and then I go in and I like kiss her on the cheek and she like <gasps> May was so scared because I'm so much bigger than her I'm so in her face and it was so good it was so hilarious May and I um, we asked to keep it in and they well they they obviously did not listen to us <laughs> they did not keep it in <laughs> uh, do you have 
are you allowed to ad lib? Are you allowed to just go with it, or, or are they like, hey, look, we, we've got to crack on. We, you know, we've got to we've got to get this right. Or yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I felt very awkward because like when you're working with people that are such funny and and, and you know, obviously you're not the lead of the film. Uh, you ad lib, and if nobody laughs or like it falls flat, then it's like. You really just ruined that whole take for me. Thanks a lot. Now we have to go back and do this. So I was a little scared to ad lib, um, but every time I did, every single ad lib I did in the film, they kept it in. Ari kept it in. Amazing. You've got to be proud of that, right? <laughs> I am. Uh, um, what's your What's your process? What's your getting in the focus thing? So you come out of a, of a trailer, or you come out of the room, and they're like, "Hey, we're on set in two minutes," and you're like, "I've got to be, you know, I've got to be that guy. I've got to be Madison now." How do you do that? What's your What's your thing? Um, to tweet all the people that just had a go at you. <laughs> just meeting my, re my mean <laughs> tweets. I'm just like, oh, mean oh I'm tweets. so That's ready for this them. right now. Um, you know, for, uh, for a lot of different characters, I'd say it's a longer process. But for this one, um, it, 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 it wasn't that, ri that ridiculous. Like, I mean, honestly, the, the main person that I channeled was uh, Rachel McGowan from um, uh, Jawbreaker. I thought like, you know, there's so many main girls and this is so different. That was the only character that I could really think is m much more like Madison. Um, I, would, uh, I would walk onto set and I really didn't have to do that. I mean, I'm just like straightforward, blunt and mean and sarcastic. And I'm already a little sarcastic in my, my normal life. The hardest part was having to keep a straight face when May was making me laugh the whole time and having to be mean to somebody who's so adorable. I love the fact you love Jawbreaker as well. Jawbreaker oh, I love such jo a great Jawbreaker, film. Heathers. Oh my goodness. You, you know you're not allowed to watch Heathers, right? You know you're not old enough to watch Heathers. What? What? Who says that? Just saying. Who says that? Big certificate on the side that says you're not old enough. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to your parents later. Um, so obviously growing up in that high school environment, as we just saw, does it genuinely mirror that? Or, or is this very much an exaggerated... You know, no. I know we joked about high school, you, you know, going, it's quite brutal, but it, it, does it mirror it? A lot of people said like, oh, the designated ugly fat friend, that's so mean and like all this stuff. But newsflash, hello, it might not be for you guys, but in, in the States, high school is mean. If we dumbed down high school to fit for the big screen, it wouldn't be realistic. And, and all the teenagers would be calling it out. We actually did dumb down high school in a sense because there are a lot of kids who are, you know, so bullied, so horribly that they're, you know, um, cutting themselves or, or, or doing terrible things like committing suicide and, and, and that's how lonely and that's how deeply bullied they are. So it's, it's, it's worse than what we're putting up there. We're gonna, we're gonna open it up to the audience in just a minute. Can we just do some very fast questions? Yeah, of course, right, okay. I'd love to. Uh, let's do some film first. First film you saw in a cinema. Do you remember? The first film that left an impression on me in a cinema was The Grudge. And that's because me Didn't and my Didn't tell your ex-boyfriend, did you? Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> me and my whole entire family had to sleep in one room that night because we were so terrified. <laughs> I, I was exactly the same. Really? After you like The Grudge? I love yeah. The Grudge. You know, I was, I was supposed to be staying in a hotel uh, on my own the night I saw The Grudge. And I, I ran you a did? friend and said, can I come around? Uh, oh, my Genuinely gosh. Genuinely true. <laughs> Can't believe I said that. And there's cameras here. Um, first film you cried at? I, 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 the I'm, Grudge. I'm, <laughs> I'm very emotional. I cry a lot. Uh, there's been many films. That, one film I really, really bawled my eyes out, Marley and Me. Oh, yeah. Now, when you bring it to the animals, it gets serious. I, I really thought, can't do it. I thought you were going to say, like, you paid, like, $20. It upset you. It wasn't that good. The ending was weird. Oh. I wanted my money back. I just what? cried. $20. I cried. I loved Marley and oh, Me. Right. Don't want to break up a happy home. Um, um, first film that you saw that you weren't old enough to see. 
I think it's probably Heather's. We think we've established that. And bearing in mind, okay, your mum is here. What is the rating on Heather's? 18. What? No, it is not. Is in this country. Oh, well, it, oh, We're really? way stricter than you, right? I didn't know that. Mommy, what was the first film that I've seen that's bad? Mommy, you <laughs> let her see a film she should not have seen, and we're talking. I have older, yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. I have I, sisters in their 20s, and everything that, we're very tight, close-knit family, okay? Um, first film, and this is the awkward one, first film that you, you snogged at, first film you kissed at in the cinema, and again, your mum's here, this is really awkward. Um, the Social Network. <laughs> the Social Network. I'll tell Fincher, he'll be so proud. <laughs> okay, um, it was a bad kiss. Can I just tell you the story real quick? So what happened was, I've been waiting for this, for this like, you know, first kiss to happen, and he like, is sitting right next to me, he turns in to go for it, but he's so close to me, I'm so shocked that I like immediately turn away. So he thinks that I just completely dodged him. And he's like so butthurt sitting in the other seat, like, wow, I could we've been dating for a while. And she just completely ditched me on this. So then I like hold my head up to him and was like, oh, <laughs> went by his cheek, like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then uh, and then we finally kissed. Um, should we open it up to the audience? Should we get some questions? Let's yes. see uh, who has a question. Anyone have a question? It's kind of most of you. Uh, that lady there? Oh, hang on, we're just gonna get you what a was, microphone. What was my favorite character I've played? Um, uh, oh. uh, What's your name, by the way? Because we've got a mic to you now. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte, hi Charlotte. Um, uh, Belle and Amityville Horror, which hasn't come out yet. <laughs> it's a film you haven't seen uh, yet. Uh, let's get another question. Should we get one this side? We have a microphone this side. Does anyone have a question? Uh, this lady right here with a very cool t-shirt. Let's pass it along. Hi, Bella. Hi. Um, my name's Rachel. Um, I was just wondering, what was it like working with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore? Um, awesome. Two of the nicest people you could ever work with. Adam was, um, was playing basketball in his off times, which was awesome. He played with me, and I actually got very good, and then I... And then I came to LA and I just, I, I stopped being good. That's what I did. I stopped being good at it. Um, and Drew Barrymore is like so sweet. What a beautiful mom she is. Um, and uh, hilarious. They're both, they're both literally the characters that you see on screen is them in real life. Did you feel you learned stuff working alongside people like that as well? For example, like Adam always says that he would just ad lib the heck out of the script and then do the script. So he'll kind of have a, a range of everything. Did you kind of watch their styles or, or their process of acting? Yeah, uh, of course. I think you do uh, uh, on any film that you work on. Um, yeah, I think I learned a lot from them. I'm still not as, uh, as ballsy as Adam, and the fact that uh, he's so good at ad-libbing and he goes out there and does it isn't embarrassed whatsoever. I still have not gained that full confidence yet, but I try. Do you go back and watch all of their work as well before you, you kind of go, right, I know I'm going to be on set with Drew Barrymore. Oh, Let's I go was, back and throw everything. I was such a big fan before I even started working with them that I, I didn't need to do that. Also, though, <gasps> Terry Crews. That was freaking cool. I remember being at the table read, and I saw him, and I was like, Mommy, Mommy, it's the guy from White Chicks. And she's like, what? And I'm like, wheelchair. Wheelchair. That's what he says in the line. That's, what, that's my favorite line in the whole entire movie, and he's so funny. I, like, I, I, I'm act I love him. I literally love him. Um, everybody hates Chris as well, right? There you go. Genius. That's another good Pure one. You're a genius. Uh, let's get another question. Um, there are two ladies at the back there, so maybe you could both have a question. We'll pass it along. Oh, bless. I love your glasses. Can I just point out what she did? She was like, she got the microphone and she was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like it's live. You can talk. 
Hi. I was just wondering, like, who really inspires you? Because you inspire me, so I was wondering, like, who inspires you? Uh, my mom. My mom does. <laughs> if you can't say your mom, pick someone else. No, no, I... Because I feel like I need to apologise to your mum for so much already. <laughs> uh, Nearly kissing uh, your daughter. <laughs> you're not old enough to see the movies. Um, what, about, um, what about in terms of acting? Is there, is there someone that you've grown up being inspired by? Uh, an actor or an actress that you've sort of gone... You know, I mean... Uh, one thing that really inspired me, I would say... I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name right, but uh, Catherine Heigl, or Heigl, yeah. I don't know how you say her name right, but uh, she had this speech when they... Um, don't quote me on this exactly, but she's been working since a very, very young age, and, uh, and they said, oh, my God, look at this girl who, like, one-hit wonder, like, came out in, in overnight sensation, and she did the speech about she's not an overnight sensation. She's literally been working her whole entire life to be where she is, and, uh, and you know, those are the people... Those are the people that you love. Like I, I can only hope that you know one day I could even be compared to her or, or, or be in her place, and and I will say the same exact thing that she did. Um, I think it was it was knocked up as well, wasn't it? That mm -hmm. was the first thing when it kind of turned it around. Yeah, when everybody was, was like, like, oh, this new like blonde yeah, stepping into yeah. the scene, and that was not the case. I think that's part of acting, though, isn't it? You have that breakthrough movie, and everyone's like, oh my goodness, because you know you are going to have the the people that go. I haven't seen this person before, but then you've got millions of people already kind of are aware of your work. So mm. kind of already 100 steps ahead of where Catherine was. She was kind of doing it before the, the, the YouTube generation, mm -hmm. the, the chance of tweeting the and stuff media, like that. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. So uh, let's get the question from the girl next to her. Hi. Um, first, I absolutely love your shoes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you want to know how uncomfortable they are? No, you don't. You don't want to know. <laughs> can, we, can we tell them what you were wearing two minutes earlier? Uh, yeah, slippers. I was wearing um, the, my hotel slippers. I've been walking around in them all day. Um, I was just wondering if there's any like significant differences between being on set with Disney and then like more like the Duff kind of thing. You can have naughty language, surely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there there's definitely uh, a lot of of differences. Um, It's, it's a whole different vibe. You're also working with more adults on Shake It Up. We're all about the same age in the, in, in the Duff. I'm the youngest of the cast. Um, but I'm used to working with adults because I've done that my whole life. So it wasn't so different. Um, working on Shake It Up, um, I don't know. It's, it's different in its own way. Not really one that I can point out exactly. But um, you know, working with Zendaya was amazing, but also working with May was, was just as amazing. They're both hilarious people, so. Uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We've run out of time. I'm so sorry. Thank you very much indeed for coming in. And the duff is absolutely hilarious. You are mm -hmm. going to love it. April it 6th. is genius. Yeah, go see it. It. Um, and tweet about it as well. We'd be grateful. Um, hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank Please you welcome guys. my guest, the lovely Bella thank Thorne. You so much.